This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Rays Radio. And the pitch on its way. Swing and he popped him up. Shallow right center. Kiermaier started back. Spreading in. Dives and makes the catch. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Kiermaier playing on a show here in the fifth inning. And the Blue Jays leave him loaded. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Smith lifts one in the air towards left. Shallow as Bizarre turns and looks at the wall. Gone! Home run! An opposite field homer by Malik Smith. And there's the insurance. It's 3-1 Rays. Now to get you ready for opening day, here are the voices of the Rays. Hi, everybody. Neil Solon's with you today from Steinbrenner Field in Tampa, Florida. Dave and Andy will join me in a little bit. Race taking on the Yankees for the first time this spring. New York, of course, one of the teams to beat in the American League. And they've got some of the big boys in the lineup today that Dave and Andy will get to a little bit later on, including Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, as well as Gary Sanchez. So the big three are in the lineup for New York today. And on the mound for the Rays is one Nathan Ovaldi, who, of course, was with the Yankees, then signed with Tampa Bay to get himself rehab from Tommy John surgery. And he was fantastic his first time out earlier in the week when he was throwing 97, 98 miles an hour with a pretty good mix of pitches. We'll see how deep he goes today. We'll see how he performs against some of the better hitters in that Yankee lineup. That, as we go, the other bit of news on this Sunday as we get to is that it came after yesterday's game that Carlos Gomez is signing officially became official. He was added to the 40-man roster. Ryan Schimpf was designated for assignment. Race basically had a roster crunch there. If you remember back in uh, November and December, the race added really three second base types. Ryan Schimpf, Micah Johnson, um, and also Joey Wendell. And of the three, Wendell was known as a defensive guy. The race have emphasized defense, and he's a defensive man who's still standing on the roster. Micah Johnson was passed through waivers. I think the race, Kevin Cash said it before the game, hope that, well, also, Ryan Schimp passes through waivers, and they maintain their depth and certainly have options in case guys get hurt, as they normally do during the course of the season. The more depth you have, the better, especially against teams like the Yankees in Boston in the American League East. In terms of Gomez, I think he's going to bring a lot to the table for the race, especially in terms of energy. Um, you know, Kevin Cash has spoke glowingly about it, and we'll hear from him during the course of the game today. Charlie Montoya, in fact, one of our guests on the show, is back down in Port Charlotte working out with Carlos Gomez today, getting his first full workout in, and he should be taking at-bats in a simulated game on Tuesday. On Tuesday, Matt Duffy and Adani Echevarria are expected to be back in the race lineup down in Port Charlotte. Matt is one of our key guests on the show, along with Charlie Montoya, as we take a look at the race infield and also take a look at really a key guy in the lineup for Tampa Bay this year. Hey, starting a week from Monday, March the 12th, Rays fans will be able to pick up their vouchers for $7.11 tickets for Friday home games from participating 7-Eleven stores. Don't miss your chance to cheer on the Rays every Friday home game. During the regular season, all you have to do is go to RaysBaseball.com specials for more details and raise up. 
Neil Solon's with you. This is Countdown to Opening Day today from Tampa, Florida, where it's time to enter field for the Rays meet the Yankees. Now, coming up on the show, we'll hear from Matt Duffy, who we said is expected to be back in the lineup Tuesday. We'll talk about the back spasms he's had. We'll also talk about his overall health, which is a whole lot better than it was at this time a year ago. That and more after this, you're listening to 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Welcome back to Countdown to Opening Day. Neil Solon's with you from Steinbrenner Field in Tampa, Florida, where the Rays are taking on the Yankees on this Sunday afternoon. Hey, the Rays and Don Gascard, Charlotte County Ford are teaming up to give you free tickets to a Rays spring training home game. Test drive any car or truck at Charlotte County Ford and receive a voucher for two tickets. Redeem your voucher online or at the Charlotte Sports Park box office. Visit Don Gascard, Charlotte County Ford today. Rev up and raise up. Again, Neil Solon's with you in Tampa, Florida for the Rays and Yankees. Matt Duffy not in the lineup today. He will be more than likely on Tuesday. Of course, Matt missed the better part of the past year and changed with a heel injury, and now he certainly feels much different. I asked Matt, first of all, how he's feeling. Awesome, actually. Um, obviously had the little back spasm thing, so a uh, little setback, but that'll be a couple days. And You know, the foot, though, everything feels great. And um, I'm really happy with where we're at. I mean, honestly, I, I anticipated there to be some soreness um, for spring training, but I anticipated more than I've had, which is awesome. Um, I get a little sore in the afternoons after games, but uh, it's gone by, by morning, and I'm ready to go again. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good feeling. When has it felt that good for you? In when life. is the last time? Yeah, when is the last time playing baseball that you felt this good about the heel and the foot area? Probably early 2016 at times. Um, but, yeah, maybe probably first half of 2015 is the last time I had no pain at all. And it's it's awesome being able to, like I said, I get sore in the afternoon, but nothing during the games, nothing. And really in the afternoons I'm being picky when I say I'm sore. It's a very slight. Um, and that's just because I'm so uh, hyper aware of it because it's been hurt the last two years. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. And, um, like I said, even a little back spasm can't, uh, can't keep a smile off my face. Smile on your face is very apparent. Now, how frustrating was the last, let's say year and a half for you and, and how driven are you to kind of for yourself and for your teammates to show you are the same guy you were before this all happened? Yeah, I think uh, any sustained injury like that, the long one, long recovery, is is frustrating, obviously, physically, because you have the physical pain. But the mental part, I think, is the hardest. Um, you know, everybody asking you how you're feeling every day, and it comes from a from a caring place, but uh, it's uh, it's tough reminding yourself, you know, 25 times a day that you don't feel great, and when you're expecting something to be three to five months and it takes a year and a half, it's that's that's a grind. You know, every day it's like, wow, am I ever going to get – this is supposed to be good by now. Am, am I ever going to get back on a field? Am I ever going to be the same? If I do get back on a field, am I going to have to go to college and, you know, start thinking about life after baseball because there were those thoughts as well. So, yeah, that all that culminating right now and feeling good finally, it's um, – it. I can't even describe how good it feels and um, to be back out on a field and finally – prove to the guys and to the team and to the fans um, why they traded me um, you know but it's just a good feeling to be healthy and not having to worry about anything but baseball so I'm, I'm extremely motivated to it's, it's hard to not be motivated when you have a year off and it's not like I took the year off or a year and a half off you know it was taken from me and um, you know it's hard to not be motivated when that happens I think. 
It's a different injury, but you know, one thing we spoke with Nathan Avaldi about earlier in the week in coming back from Tommy John, he said, you know what, I actually might become better because of this, because I learned by watching. And there were things I was able to note that maybe I wouldn't have while I was playing. Can a position player do the same things? And if so, what are they? So, yeah, I've, I've, I've told a, two, a few people that um, I think I'm in a different place mentally. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Is in 2016, even when I did feel good, I put a lot of pressure on myself to get numbers, get hits. I, I was chasing hits, uh, trying to get a whole season's worth of numbers in one day. Um, and that's not a good pl- way to go about the game mentally. And I think that watching, I was able to take a step back. And when you see other guys struggling, um, going through their ups and downs of a, of a baseball season, you see that from the outside it's not as bad as that person is acting like it is. You know, somebody might be really beating themselves up over an 0 for 3 or an 0 for 4. And from the outside, you know that there's another game tomorrow. And the only reason that I'm thinking like that is because I'm outside of the situation. I'm not mental or um, I'm not emotionally involved in the results that that guy is having. So to be able to see that and step back and be like, maybe I should take more at-bats like that or all my at-bats like that whereas hey I'm, I'm trying to do the things that I can control not chasing hits I'm trying to see the ball and put my best swing on it and that's it and if I get out I get out I'm gonna have another at-bat in 20 minutes or 30 minutes or tomorrow if it's a bad day and and seeing other guys go through that as well um, I, th- I think I can really reflect that onto myself and just relax more have fun more and I feel like I did did a good job of, of that up until 2016 um, but it was actually a good thing mentally to really take a step back and see how baseball fits in my life and get back to enjoying it. And when you have something taken away from you, you realize how much you love it, and, and you don't do it because you're trying to get results. You do, you do it because you enjoy doing it. And, and that was something that I could say. Maybe not something tangible and, and physical that I feel like I improved on being able to step back and watch, but it's an improvement, I think, nonetheless. How do you feel you fit in with this group what do you bring to the tables on and off the field um i'd like to think versatility whether it's lineup defense uh, being able to talk to different guys in the clubhouse um, and and physically i feel like being able to put together a competitive at bat at bat after at bat um don't not giving away too many at bats and then hopefully defensively a guy that uh, pitchers can rely on not having to worry about if a ball gets hit my way it's they don't even have to look it's an out and just consistency i'd i I like to not try to be that guy who's going to wow you if you watch him any given day but if you watch me over the course of a week or a month you think oh wow he doesn't really have a weakness not really any crazy strengths in terms of tools he's not going to throw the ball over the center field wall from home plate he's not going to hit it there either but um you know hey that guy uh is, is just a solid baseball player and that's what i try to be that's what i'd like to be and somebody who Again, since I'm not going to hit 35 homers like Evan Longoria, we've got a couple guys that um, have the ability to do that, and if I can be on base for them more times than not, we're going to be in okay, okay shape. This seems like a group that actually will put the ball in play a lot more than the last two years. And Kevin had said earlier in the week that people want to keep piling on this group with all the moves that happen. That's fine. Is there kind of a chip on the shoulder of this group in the room, and is that motivating for this year? I would say definitely. I feel it. Um, I think there's a lot of guys that feel it. Yeah, we were disappointed in some of the moves, but I think um, a lot of guys are really tired of hearing and reading about the articles about us being awful this year and how we've lost 75% of production. We didn't take all the guys we lost and we're going to replace them with, you know, 
Joe Blow off the street. We're placing them with good baseball players as well who have the potential ability to step into those similar uh, production-type roles. And, um, you know, it's, it's all going to have to come together for that to happen. But, um, yeah, if anything, all the snarky comments on social media and from uh, writers across the country, national writers, whatever it is, um, it definitely puts a chip on your shoulder and kind of makes you want to prove them wrong. And if it doesn't, I think... Um, you know, you're, you're probably in the wrong line of business. When somebody says you can't do something, most of the guys here are going to say, all right, watch, watch, see what happens. We're not, we're not going to promise anything, but just watch. Before you write us off, uh, watch, or you, you might eat your words, and we're okay with that. And you obviously have been part of a championship club, and I'm not saying this one is right now, but athletically, what's your take on some of the young talent in the room? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, you know, it's like almost to the point where it's like, wow, where does everybody fit in? Um, but that's a good problem to have. We were looking around our infield the other day, and um, when we were taking, we were doing some shift work and working on ground balls and communication in the shift, and I know I looked around, and then Brad Miller said it to me afterwards. He was like, wow, I was looking around the infield, and everybody in the infield is a shortstop, minus C.J. Crone, but he might tell you he can play shortstop too. You know, when you have that kind of athleticism, then obviously you have KK in center field, Malix, um, Denard. You have a lot of guys who are very good athletes. And when you have something like that, you don't lose a lot when somebody needs a day off or somebody gets hurt. You don't have guys who are cookie-cut into one role, which to me, a championship team is not somebody who is not a team who has the best nine guys on the field. It's a team who has the best 25 plus another 15 more from the 40-man, maybe more from that, because guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to go into slumps. Guys are going to underperform. Some guys are going to overperform. Um, it truly is an organizational effort uh, to win a championship. It's not just about the best nine guys. You could have the best nine guys in baseball, but two of them go down and you have nothing else to replace them with, you're in trouble. Ray's third baseman, Matt Duffy. He's won a championship with the Giants. Some great perspective on this year's team as well as his future, too. Hey, the Rays have brought back major league deals to spring training Wednesday, March 7th, when the Rays take on the Orioles. Fans 60 years or older can get some great senior special tickets presented by Parkside Assisted Living and Memory Cottage for just $15. All you have to do is go to RaysBaseball.com specials for more information and raise up. You've heard from Matt Duffy, and when we return, we'll hear from Charlie Montoya, who's been with the Rays from the beginning, get his perspective as the team's new bench coach. Again, get his take on the team and the infield defense, too. Right after this, this is Countdown to Opening Day on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. with you today from Tampa, Florida. We're at Steinbrenner Field where the Rays are going to meet the Yankees for the first time this spring. Hey, enjoy the fun of family fun days at Charlotte Sports Park. Sunday, March 11th, the week from today when the Rays take on the Twins. The first 500 kids, 14 and under, get a Chris Archer emoji pillow presented by our friends at Moffitt Cancer Center. Visit RaysBaseball.com spring for more information and raise up. Again, getting you set for the Rays and the Yankees. You heard from Matt Duffy. Charlie Montoyo, who coaches the infielders, begins his fourth year on the Rays coaching staff under Kevin Cash. But his first is bench coach, and I asked Charlie how his role is different this spring. You know, uh... It's been a lot of fun. Actually, this might be the funnest spring training I ever had, and not because I'm the bench coach. It's because of the amount of prospects and, and, and young players that we have and, and just looking at the future, I think our future is really, really bright. How much, you know, as a bench coach, how much do you do now that would really be relevant in a big league game? Because you're not the games aren't managed the same way. You're 
basically it's almost like you know when guys are going in and out during the course of a game. Yeah, I mean, basically my, my job is to look ahead. You know, I'm, I'm managing a game with Kevin and, and and I'm giving him my opinion, you know, just in case he forgets something, you know, and and, and talking to players and, and, and you know, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But the, the one thing that, that I really like is working for Kevin because he values my opinion. So, you know, when you're a bench coach and you're working for somebody who – who's your friend and he values your opinion, that makes it makes my job a lot easier. And obviously you guys have established a very good rapport over the last couple of years uh, as the third base coach. How much do you now help Q, too, to get acclimated? I'm sure when Tom Foley uh, was had moved from third base to bench coach, he probably gave you a good idea as to you know, what to expect, what some of the outfielders are like, things of that nature. Yeah, because the one thing about the American League, it's just so many different ballparks and dimensions and stuff, so... I actually I've been talking to Q almost every day about you know how Yankee Stadium is going to be the Orioles and 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 different parts uh, even our art place at home so uh, yeah we talk about it all the time and and I think Q is going to be a good one. Tell me you, this is a, a staff where there's a lot of new but there's also a lot of familiarity. I mean you came through the system, uh, Q came through the system a player and and left but came back. Ozzy's been in the system. Kyle's been in the system. There's a lot of new faces, but you guys all pretty much know each other fairly well, yes? Yeah, I mean, we're very happy, and and, and you, you just said it. Uh, we all have come through the minor leagues here with the Rays, and, and that's that's great to see, you know. Uh, not only our players, but coaches also getting a chance to be in the big leagues, and it doesn't get any better than what we got going right now with the Rays. Tell me what the chemistry is like with the group of you, and... Um, it seems like there's a really good energy level overall. You know, all, all you need to go in is in our, in our coach's room for five minutes and you know how much we get alone. You know, you you can see that anywhere. Like you could say, oh, these guys don't get alone or whatever. But you go in there for one or two minutes and, and you go, man, these guys get alone. They care about what they're doing and they care about each other. And, of course, we, we've known each other for a long time, so that makes it easier. You know, you are, are you still working some with the infielders too? And, and you mentioned some of the prospects. Um, how exciting? Or you overall is the group of infielders because I think that that probably is the highlight among the position players right now. I'm very excited and again I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I'm in charge of the infielders and uh, I'm working with the shifting, you know, with the infield shifting during the games and stuff. So uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, working with guys like Arroyo, Adames. I don't want to miss any games, any names, excuse me. But you know, it's been really a lot of fun. What let's let's touch on a couple of those kids. We may not see them at the start of the year, but I think everyone expects they're a big part of the future. What to you do you like about both Christian and Willie that make them special kids? Uh, their personalities, good intangibles, and and they, actually they, they can they both can play third, short, and second. That's unusual with younger kids, and 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 play it well. So uh, yeah, they're, they're good kids. Uh, they they love the game, and and they're good teammates. So that whenever they make it here, we're gonna be a lot better. And you know you. There have been some of the veteran guys who have been banged up a little bit, not to the extent that they're going to miss a lot of time if it were anything but spring training. But I guess the fact that, you know, Matt Duffy's missed a couple, Brad Miller's missed a couple, Adaney's missed a couple, really gives you guys a chance to get to see these guys in game action, whether it's the ones we mentioned, Nick Solak, maybe more of Jake Bowers, a lot of guys who, again, part of the future. 
Yeah, I mean, just like you said, uh, Duffy was hurt, and now you put Arroyo at third. You know, Echevarria wasn't feeling really good. Now you put Adames in there. You put Wong. You know, it just, it, it's been a lot of fun. Solak playing second. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and, and hopefully, like I said before, our future looks really good. And, and of course, you never know what these kids are going to do in the big leagues, but I really, really think they're going to be really good. You know, the, the thing that um, Kevin's talked about is how impressive he's been also with the arms. And I think you know you've won a lot at the minor league level when you were a manager. It starts with pitching and defense. And it seems, you know, even with the injury to Brent Honeywell and we wish him the best coming back, that there seems to be a fair amount of good pitching and defenders and athletes among the group now. Yeah, and you know, uh, and you know at, at the end of the day, it's all about pitching, and, and we have it. We have it right now in the big leagues, and we have it coming. So, yeah, I mean, Chirinos, that's the first time I've seen him. Uh, his last two outings, it's fun to watch. I mean, those hitters are hitting the ball on the ground really hard because he's got that heavy sinking action in his fastball. He's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, can't wait to see the new guy we got from the Diamondbacks Banda and, you know, which uh, De Leon's healthy this year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you've gotten to see Diego Castillo, who I think also, I think that that's, to me, one of the most exciting things is that the, the Latin American program is really starting to bring some prospects. We saw Jesus Sanchez come from minor league camp too. Yeah, I, I saw Jesus Sanchez for the first time at the first game with split squad. Uh, at the Orioles ballpark, and man, he looks really good. And, and, and again, that goes back to what I said at the beginning. This is, camp is being a lot of fun. Tell me to you, obviously the goal is to be in the running and have a chance to make the postseason, but what are the types of things that this group will need to do? And, and you know, speaking with Matt Duffy, it sounds like the team has a little bit of a chip on its shoulder, and, and that can be a really good thing. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we're gonna, I believe we're going to be in every game. If we do the little things, we're going to compete, and we're going to compete well. You know, our pitching is going to keep us in the games, and our defense, I believe, is going to be really good. You know, whoever plays at second base, if it's Wendell or or, or Robertson, you know, Echevarria is one of the best shortstops in baseball. Kiermaier, you know how good he is. Uh, Gomez, who we just picked up, is is a very good outfielder. Duff is going to be very good at third. Uh, so, you know, the future's bright. And, again, I, I like the part that nobody's counting on us to do well. So I think we're going to have a good sneaky season. We're going to sneak in there and, and you know. But, again, it's, it's just go game by game. That is Charlie Montoyo, the Rays' new bench coach, third base coach the last few years, and also, of course, works with the infielders. Neil Solon's with you on Countdown Opening Day. We're getting set for the Rays and the Yankees, and Dave and Andy will have the call at the top of the hour, and then join us in the booth. And new role for Charlie Montoyo, but you can hear uh, from his voice. He's pretty excited. It seems down on the field like this group has a really good chemistry among the coaching staff. Well, it sure seems to be. I mean, for the reasons that you pointed out also, there's so much familiarity. I think for the outside, it looks like it's a brand-new staff, but these are guys that go way, way back with each other. Some played with each other in the minors, some knew of each other, and it conversed, and they all know a lot of the same people also. So they're, I think, pretty good camaraderie so far. I think a guy like Matt Quattraro, Dave, is a guy that will probably have to get used to things more than most uh, coming from uh, outside the last couple of years with the Cleveland Indians. And, and you could just tell the Neil's talk with Charlie there about he's already helping him get used to what's going to be going on around the big league ballparks, the dimensions. But Q already knows that having been with the Indians. Yeah, I mean, again, it's uh, what, what new is old, though, because I think a lot of these guys, as Andy said, have known each other for you know 
10, 15 years in some cases. So I'm really kind of – I think there's a freshness about the uh, the coaching roster now. It might have been needed. And there's also, as we said, a freshness about the actual uh, the team. So, that you know, I, I think that you hear Charlie kind of embracing the fact that nobody's given us a chance. And uh, I know that we've heard the players talk about the chip on the shoulder. We've heard Kevin talk about that. Now we hear Charlie about that. I think that's kind of the uh, – the, the mojo that's going around the, uh, the clubhouses right now down in Port Charlotte. In line with what we talked about yesterday with Matt Duffy, you tell a professional athlete they can't do something, the winners will come back and say, you bet I can. And one of those guys who is new to the organization, Charlie's actually back in Port Charlotte today working with Carlos Gomez. And I think there's a feeling that he's going to bring a, a level of energy to the group. I, I, and I'm good with that. I think we've been, uh, I was, you know, not necessarily just upset about the fact that you know, Brent Honeywell had to undergo Tommy John surgery and that from his what he might be able to bring numbers-wise to the team, but the bravado that he was going to bring to the team. And I'm kind of excited to see if Carlos Gomez could do the same thing uh, with the everyday players. We've been missing that here over the last uh, few years and really kind of excited to see if he can do that. And, you know, again, I've always enjoyed watching him play, even when he kind of ruffles a few feathers. He's always been an entertaining guy, and hopefully he can continue to do that here. All I know is that when he was traded to the Rays and you heard some things about him and the way he plays – Heard some things about the fact that when guys who have covered him like him, I'm good with that. No doubt about that. And and it should be, uh, again, pretty entertaining to get to see Carlos Gomez going forward. We appreciate Dave and Andy joining us. They're going to be with us again with the play-by-play at the top of the hour. We want to thank our guests on the program today, of course, Charlie Montoyo and Matt Duffy for joining us. Next week on the show, we're going to hear from Q. Matt Quattrero, the Rays' new third base coach, will be with us. And we'll also hear from the starting pitcher today, Nathan Avaldi, who today is making his second appearance of the season against his former team, his last team, the New York Yankees. And he's facing Judge and Stanton and uh, Gary Sanchez right in the core of that lineup. So we'll see how he fares today in his second test this spring. I want to thank Mark Hayes on site and terrific job back at our studios by Len Martez. Again, if you missed any of the program, you can catch it on archive, racebaseball.com slash podcast, or on iTunes, probably beginning tomorrow. In the meantime, we get you set for Rays Baseball. Neil Solon saying this is countdown to opening day, and we thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to 620 WDAE and the Rays Baseball Network.